Hi everyone, welcome back to the Daily Mouse. And today we'll be talking local elections. Uh, my guest is Cece. Hi guys. Hi, nice to meet you. And Cece is actually running for her for councillor in her local area. Yeah. So I can am. you actually just tell us more about what party you're standing for and what are your key manifestos to help your local residents? Well, first, I want to say thanks to Maliha for having me on here. As she said, my name is Cece. My full name is Socia, but no one calls me that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm 19 and I'm running for councillor in my local area. Um, as to why I wanted to run in the first place, which that is what you were. Yeah. Asked. Sorry, my mind yeah, is yeah. just like... like, why are you actually interested in politics in the first yeah. place? And what um, made you take this step? to actually get involved in your area and, you know, be nominated to be, uh, to represent? Well, I guess I'll take you back to when I was about 13. I got involved in youth politics through that sort of avenue. It was through my local youth cabinet. So in my area, there was a group of young people who came together once every few weeks and we discussed local politics, local issues, really. It was apolitical. It was more to do with empowering young people in the area and like, talking about issues so as I said I did that from since well since I was 13 and now I'm 19 and it got to a point where I turned 18 I eventually left the youth cabinet and I thought okay I'm now like legally an adult I can vote in you know elections yeah. how do I think I can best kind of serve or represent young people in my area because I just felt like young people in my area and this is not just you know something isolated to where I live I think across the country we're just not represented well enough and our sort of issues are not taken into account by the majority of you know people that are in our political systems right so I thought I could run for councillor and so I was um mentored by the previous councillor for the ward that I'm currently contesting and so I was with her like every week following her sort of campaign journey throughout the whole election period. I was door knocking, I was speaking to people and I was getting a gist for, okay, what does a councillor actually do? Is this something that I could do myself? And she's the one who just, she suggested it to me actually, because unfortunately she lost the seat that she had. And she was like, I don't think I'm gonna stand again. She'd held the seat for like 10 years prior. And she was like, you should do it. And it was something where I'd always kind of been very interested in politics. My parents had always encouraged that. And I'd always been exposed to, you know, what's going on in the wider world, not just nationally, but internationally through the news and through my Kenyan heritage that had always kind of come into play. So with all those sort of factors, I thought, you know what, I'm going to put myself out there. And yeah. it was something that I took a lot of thought. I was quite daunted. I'm, I, <laughs> I would be lying if I said even now, you know, I am still feeling a certain level of yeah, nervousness. Yeah. But, you know, I just thought, give it a try, put myself forward. No, that is really good. It's lovely to see that there's actually people like you. I've I've always been into politics as well since I was like 11 yeah. years old. You know, um, David Cameron's re-election. That's yeah. when I first got into it. So it's actually really nice to see, you know, someone else actually got into it in a young yeah. age because I feel like a lot of people in year seven, year eight, they weren't really into it. Even though yeah, it's such because yeah. um in our time when we were younger, it was actually so important, especially with Brexit going on. Brexit, yeah. 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 And how I remember lobbying like random family members, vote stay, vote stay in. Yeah, honestly. I felt um, so passionate about it. And I thought yeah. sorry, but no, just no, like it's, it's really nice to say how 
see how you're also like you got into it when you were a young age because I thought people thought I was like weird or something because yeah I oh my god I got this same thing and then I'm like so interested in like Brexit stuff like why are you not interested in like normal sort exactly of normal 13 year old stuff like and the thing is like I feel like people who went into it I think now they kind of regret not knowing yeah. or at least listening to those PSHE lessons um we had yeah. uh, like but at least gave us a bit of insight into what's going on in British politics as well yeah no I agree definitely mm. really interesting yeah so um that brings me on to you're running as councillor how yeah. how is it you're young you're un- yeah. you're under 21 you're black yeah you're yeah. a female like you're a girl you're ethnic minority in your area how yeah. do you think these will all like play into effect and yeah. how are you like trying to get people's like votes at the same time well I just remembered that I haven't actually mentioned what it is or like my main sort of issues of what I want to yeah. stand for and that does tie into the question that you've asked me right now mm. so one of the things that I really wanted to advocate for was oh sorry it's okay. it doesn't come it doesn't come as a surprise that I want to advocate for young people engaging yeah. them in you know youth politics and not even just youth politics but the wider sort of local political arena like as a whole and making sure that the decisions are taking them into account so my area you know they want to build a youth center yeah and that's something I really want to push for however my council's quite funny or funny is not the right word it, it's not a great situation for Thorak because you may have seen it in the news if you haven't you know it's like local politics and the majority of people don't necessarily follow yeah but long story short um the council is 1.5 billion pounds in debt our council is currently bankrupt which is a major thing in our local area and that's something that means that some of our services are at risk in terms of youth provisions things like that so that's something that I really want to advocate for but then also I really want to take into account the cost of living crisis and what's going on with that. I come from a working class background, right? And that's something that plays into my campaign a lot yeah. and my background because I grew up on a council estate and, you know, yeah. there are a lot of estates in my area and the ward that I'm contesting. And so that's something that I bring up a lot because that's where I grew up. My childhood, I experienced quite a bit of, you know, it's not easy kind of growing up in those certain environments. Yeah. And yeah, racism is a really big was yeah. a big part of my childhood like because my area is predominantly um there's not a lot of ethnic minorities here and especially at the times of like Brexit in like the early 2010s um there was a lot of racial abuse to the yeah. point where police were being called to like especially with, yeah especially with Brexit kind of turning yeah. into like an immigration um like immigration game. Thing, yeah. yeah so even but to be fair even before Brexit um, the dynamic of this area has really changed because previously we had BNP councillors here, as in British like British National Party, British National Party, like okay. far right, neo Nazi, yeah. you know, extremist sort of stuff. And that this is the area where I live and where I grew up. And so all of that is the backdrop against which I'm running. And yeah. although now you know it's not the BNP, UKIP has dissolved or <laughs> seemingly. Um, we do still have that legacy to a certain extent yeah and my race and my gender and my background as a working class you know um teenager these things all do come into play in my campaign but I use them all as strengths as opposed to yeah exactly holding me back because I think it allows me to have a different perspective on our local politics and what needs to change and 
yeah, those, they're all things that I think strengthen my campaign as opposed to weaken it. However, I'd be lying if I said that my age isn't something that's kind of come up with certain individuals who've kind of, um, throughout my campaign, I have had that kind of comment, oh, you're a bit young, like, do yeah. you really know what you're doing? You're a bit inexperienced, inexperienced. Or you don't no, know, you haven't lived through it at all. Yeah, like stuff, like, especially on social media, God, like, I joined yeah. Facebook um, when I started my <laughs> campaign in order yeah. to kind of access my, I guess you could say, target demographic. And God, some of the abuse that I've received on that is crazy. Yeah. But I try not to take it to heart. I mean, I don't take it to heart because at the end of the day, these people don't know me and what I'm trying to advocate for. And that's why I'm just trying to put myself out there and say, look, I'm 19 and I think my age is actually a benefit, is a plus, yeah. and enhances my campaign and what I have to offer because I'm offering something that none of the other candidates if I'm being honest can offer which is an insight into the sort of young minds of Thurrock where I live right yeah. and I think it's important that we have a fresh perspective someone new who can bring fresh ideas and that's the line that I'm trying to just get out to people you know because I think being young is an asset especially in politics and it's not something it's not fair to discriminate against us our generation purely based yeah on that's that. another thing I feel like especially our government is very like ageist if that's yeah, the right term oh, it is it is and especially if you talk about you mentioned youth centers earlier how you want to bring them back to Forrick and how actually 20 years ago there were so many youth centers where yeah. I'm from like Basildon like yeah. there were so many and we also have like a youth council but you know now there is hardly any they knocked them down they yeah. they knocked down our youth center like 10 years ago and they built flats over it over the land yeah. so like you know what because there's a problem at the core the main yeah. government that's why locally yeah. there's like problems and how your council's in debt our council is also in debt because we got half finished uh, named in shopping center and they don't have the funding for it because they yeah. didn't finish it in time so there's so many problems and we I feel like it's good to start as a councillor and you can always like build your way up you know get into MP hopefully your party will become government and then so on so on yeah no definitely I do think that being a councillor it is just about for me giving back to like my community and like where I'm from because we both go to the same university right you know we're at the LSE and um I'm not at LSE I thought you were at the LSE. No, I had an offer, but oh. um, they kind of messed up. They actually messed up my maths paper, and then it was oh. marked too late. Yeah. How about Westminster? I don't know why I thought you were at the LSE. That is so random. I am sorry. Wait, it's how do you... Probably, it's probably because of Sammy. I had an offer. Yeah. That was my firm. That was my firm. No, That's probably what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was through Sammy. But um, you go to Union London anyway. Yeah. It's kind of, the point I'm trying to make is that, especially for us who are kind of, at uni quite close to like where we live exactly yeah it's given me the opportunity to be able to kind of engage in local politics and do my part in my the way I see it to kind of give back to where I'm from yeah as opposed to like you know getting my degree and then just kind of leaving my area and kind of just disconnecting I don't really feel like that's something I want to do how do you feel like like, how do you actually like balance uni and running locally because there must be some people who are rooting for your downfall saying you're a full-time student um you have all these essays and assignments to do how do you have time at lobbying people in your area campaigning for your spot well the way I see it is that 
the role of a counsellor is a part-time role, right? It's not designed as a full-time sort yeah. of job. Meaning that, or basically, unless the counsellor is retired, the majority of counsellors are working people. They have like regular nine to five like jobs. Mm. And so for me, I think I see it as a job in a sense yeah. of that being a student, a lot of students work, right? alongside yeah. their studies exactly. like that's yeah. not uncommon people are doing what 20 hour weeks some people are, which I know is extreme but people are doing people it people are doing it yeah so for me I see it as if I could have a job whilst being a student I can do this of course being a counsellor there's a certain level of vocation that I think is attached to it because mm. it is something that I think you're kind of called that okay I want to I'm passionate about my area I want to make a change it's not just like a job that you're going to clock out on it is something that is a community role and I do acknowledge that but I just think that as a student although I do have a lot on my plate I also can manage my time in a way yeah, that exactly. I can effectively do my role be a counsellor and also focus on my studies and it's just about time management and I know that being a counsellor is not a full-time role and so in that sense the role is quite flexible in the way in which you can um do it but yeah yeah you know a perfect answer because I because if you can balance even I like I'm just going to talk about myself as well how, yeah, yeah you know um uni uh I have a part-time job on the weekends uh I do my you know this whole podcast yeah. and the blog as well and then at uni you know society presidents and stuff you know that extracurriculars and I feel like some people overlook that not just yeah. me like anyone in general who does juggle quite a few things but I yeah. think that's what makes you a good like role model in a sense as well like I feel like it's better to be a well-rounded person as well and not just yeah. just come up with a degree it's good to have experience not in just politics it doesn't matter what like field you want to go into as well so yeah. it can be seen as inspiring to the people you want to represent like the young people in your area who's like yeah just about to start college or sixth form and they might be thinking how are they gonna you know do so many things and make sure yeah. they can actually break the glass ceiling especially if they're from working class because I'm also from working yeah. class and I feel like we have to work 10 times as hard especially being in person of color as well yeah so that actually leads me on to my next question is how do you think you inspire the younger people as you are a young person and yeah as if you're a counsellor you want to be pushing for the young minds how do you how do you like plan on connecting to the other young people and bringing their ideas out there well it's funny you mentioned this because this Friday actually I'm doing like a presentation on zoom like online for young labour members in my area because I have a campaign day on the weekend but in terms of the longer term okay what do I want to do if I become a counsellor it is just about trying to find ways to re-engage yeah in my area I feel like a lot of young people including myself we don't talk to our local counsellor as a 13 14 15 year old because we don't know how to access them as well yeah that is a big problem as well yeah because even when I was part of the local youth cabinet for like what six well five six years I was part of that I thought one of the biggest issues that we had is that people didn't even know we existed yeah because and counsellors some the majority of people don't even know who their local councillors are and I don't necessarily blame them because I just don't think there's enough engagement between you know local government and the residents and I know it differs from borough to borough from ward to ward but I can only speak on behalf of where I live 
I don't think there's been enough engagement between. I think there's a pattern as well, and I think a lot of them stick to like one tactic in that sense. Like you told me, you created a Facebook account when I started um, being more active for my local labour. I created a Facebook account as well just to reach them. And when I went to the meetings in real life, and I just saw the demographic of the no uh, no hate to them, they're all lovely, but they're all old, they're all white, and they were really excited to meet me. Yeah. like doing like helping them out behind the scenes and things like that so I think that's another problem as well a lot of the people locally but yeah. they're like they're more like to be pensioners as well yeah yeah because have more time to do everything to do everything you know and I guess that's when it comes into like sectarian interest in the sense of these people the people in power when they're reflecting only a certain demographic you know within our community it's not surprising that the majority of work that they do seems to be catered to that demographic right and I think that's why diversity is so important and it's not just like a buzzword it has real life kind of implications on the type of politics that we have yeah it's like if we look at our current government right now you can see we can see that there is more diversity than there was like we're talking Mm -hmm. about like parliament not locally and it although is not I I don't want to get too much into it but I think there has been some progression yeah our society no I do think there has been progression on the national picture honestly as to what the politics of those certain individuals are yeah (laughs) I I didn't I mean I'm labor so that kind of speaks yeah yeah. I don't really agree I quite yeah yeah yeah. strongly disagree with the majority of that they put out but I do think that it is important to kind of see yourself reflected in these mm-hmm. positions of power just because it kind of can it can inspire you and say oh so someone who looks like me can get into these spaces this is exactly isn't, yeah it's a logical thing as well like representation politics yeah. it's like <laughs> when you see someone look like you yeah they may not yeah you might have different ideologies but it that it just shows that it's not impossible not impossible yeah and also like you can kind of use that as an inspiration not not like oh let me worship this person yeah. but if you can see that you know they can do it why can't I or why can't you or why can't anyone I think that's a re- another reason why it's really good you're like going to like you're running to be counsellor because other younger people who might not be they might be into politics but they might be too scared to come out of the shell because of the stigma around being into politics at such a young age yeah, because I remember yeah. in secondary school I've always been into politics as well from year seven and you know people would just judge me but it's just yeah. like why are you not into it that's literally yeah. what you said earlier like why are you not into it that's my question no exactly because at the end of the day these decisions they're affecting everyone yeah including you including us as exactly young that's that's why I don't ever understand non-voters as well yeah like do you not want to know what's happening um do you not want to make decisions in your own council there is a lot of disillusionment and voter apathy yeah um what from knocking on the doors you know i'm out every week i just came from being out like the whole of today and it's like rain or shine whatever the weather is i'm out there campaigning yeah. it's not easy and door knocking even just speaking on what okay i've seen today i'm out basically every day there is a lot of voter apathy there's a lot of disillusionment and people who feel like you know what what's the point of voting I don't feel like my vote matters I don't think exactly my vote yeah matters. but what I try and tell people is that okay but if everyone is to have that same mindset 
nothing is going to change and the people exactly. in power who are not serving your interest will remain there because trust me their supporters are voting the people that are disillusioned and they're apathetic to the whole political process most of the time those are the people who we need to get out to vote yeah because they are the ones who are being um sold short essentially of yeah thick sort of necessities which they need so yeah when people say yeah I'm just I don't think I'm gonna vote waste of a vote like I don't it does I understand it to a certain extent because in like the national sort of picture with first past the post yeah that, especially know, how they it kind of works per constituency as well yeah. so your vote doesn't directly count unless it's a referendum referendum yeah so I do understand it I'm not going to sit and pretend like I don't however I don't think that that mentality is healthy or it's progressive and it's not gonna make a change people who you know continue to use that mentality and to like kind of peddle that rhetoric it's just not conducive to kind yeah. of improving our democratic process so yeah do you think that people do you think the low the voting age should be lower to 16 you know what i thought about this question a lot yeah and the way i see it is that at 16 right if you can do a lot of other things legally at 16 you yeah are like join the army in the army you know if you want to have a baby at 16 that's perfectly fine yeah things like that now if you can be responsible for a whole another human being and be able to why can't put you vote your life on the line yeah for the country why can't you vote i don't think that that's fair and i do think that 16 because a lot of the time people level the argument at us that oh you're 16 what do you know about politics you don't know anything exactly why don't you fix our educational system then why don't we have permanent lessons about um unbiased news teaching us how our system works i only know i know how our politics works because i did gcse citizenship then i did a level politics and i'm assuming you did similar because you do politics and international relations right for degree exactly i do that as well so like there are people who choose but I feel like it needs to be permanent at least in secondary school so at least when they come to 16 they know what voting is they literally know the meaning of it they know what they're voting towards even if they're voting against something that's extreme at least they're voting yeah because I don't think it's fair to level the fact that you don't know anything when if you look at like the Brexit referendum for example the majority okay I'm not going to say the majority but There was a considerable amount of people who voted in that referendum who didn't even really understand what Brexit was, what it is, what the EU, kind of how it works and all those sorts of things. People that weren't even really bothered about the whole affair until afterwards. I think I saw something that was like after the Brexit referendum on Google, the most searched question was like, what is Brexit? Yeah. What is the EU? And this was after the referendum had already taken place. And it's like, and these are grown adults. And it's like, so if these are adults who are, if I'm being honest, not necessarily that educated on what it is that they're voting for, it's not necessarily fair to now level the argument at young people when a lot of the time through social media, we actually know a lot about exactly. What's going yeah. On. And it's not like they have an upper age limit on, okay, once you're past 85, you can't vote because um maybe you're suffering from some. Form of like dementia or something dementia like that. or something yeah. along those lines of which no one's going to stop you like mm. you could be what 98 and you may have suffered from some form of like dementia or something like that no one's going to tell you you can't mm. vote because you're not of like a mentally sound because that's not the government don't have that right to tell someone that exactly so in the same breath 
I don't think it's fair to kind of completely just toss aside young people's right. 16, 17 year olds, yeah. especially, um, you know, at 17, you they give you permission to learn how to drive as well. Yeah. Like you're on the road, but you can't vote. And oh, also yeah. like the the Scottish independent votes, um, 2014, yeah. I believe, they let 16, 17 years old vote for the first time. And they actually had like a high um, yeah. statistic of the voting. So if they can see some positive come out of it, why they shouldn't they implement that to the whole yeah. of the UK? Especially next year, I believe, is when the next general election should be, 2024, yeah. 2025. Um, local elections, how do you feel that not enough people actually know local elections are going on? Yeah, it is something where it's disappointing in yeah. a way, but it's something that, to a certain extent, like I get it. I, I, I get how some people just aren't that, they don't feel like these elections are doing affects them or affect them but I think that's just due to like a lack of sort of education if I'm being honest or people don't necessarily see the impacts that local politics has on them but I think one of the main things I want to do with my campaign is to make it clear to people that look your vote matters what goes on in local government has a direct impact on your day-to-day life and maybe it's not always as obvious as you might think or maybe it's not as like black and white but it does heavily impact the way in which you live. And so when people don't really know about the local elections, I just think it's about, try- I'm just trying to do my job of letting people know, because look, May the 4th, there's an election. It's really important vote, to get yeah. And just spreading that message either through social media or on the doorstep, through leaflets and letters. I'm just trying to find any sort of avenue that I can to just get the word out there. And I think it's cutting through especially in my local area people are more or less the majority of people are aware that there is a local election coming up but in terms of young people I'm not sure how many young people really know especially with ID checking as well how you need an ID ID and this whole oyster card card situation I know like we're we're not Londoners I have an oyster card but it doesn't apply to the UK but I feel like the whole oyster situation as an example it shows like a double standard how if the under 18 oyster or under 25 oyster doesn't get accepted but the over 60s freedom Five class gets accepted yeah. but it's it does really the same thing. thing yeah and don't do you think it's classist that you have to have a proper id on you to vote <clears throat> um well first in terms of the oyster thing i 100% agree yeah it's such a blatant and obvious in my it's opinion. not obvious they're being ageist and yeah. yeah like they're not even trying to hide it it's so obvious what they're trying to do mm. and it's a joke to put it lightly but in terms of the id thing i do think that i don't necessarily in the beginning i thought yeah this does seem like quite a classist sort of thing too because not everyone can afford these forms of id that they want that's because ID. you can't get free id there's no um but to be fair there is actually that's the the reason why I changed my mind because if you go to your local council they have come up with like a free form of ID but you do have to go to them and um, like physically but it's not not accessible it's not as accessible yeah it's not as accessible and if I'm being honest they're not making it as it's not being talked about as much as it should be because there is a free form but you know conveniently it's not really being talked about that much and I do think that this whole ID 
situation it is just it's really unnecessary yeah there are literally I don't even know if there's really very very little if any sort of cases of voter fraud in our country yeah it's a joke like it's especially with especially with like um obviously there's corruption in every government but yeah. the UK is their corruption scale is not as high as where there yeah. is like I know Nigeria has a very high level of corruption for example with the voting and stuff but in the UK like you said where are, where is the voter fraud yes there yeah. may be some but very small and it has little impact as well yeah. especially with major more bigger issues going on and yeah. to the point where the voter fraud doesn't actually like determine what government yeah. like like most of the votes are actually accurate exactly i think that it is just a tactic by the tory government to kind of suppress the vote and yeah. especially for people who they know are not typically gonna vote for them but yeah i don't agree with that at all do you think do you think that the conservative government may lose power in the next election yeah, I have a strong feeling they're not going to win the next election. I think people are fed up of 13 years of Tory government, right? Yeah. Just seeing what's gone on, cost of living crisis. They can blame it as much as they want on the war in Ukraine or COVID-19. However, the policy of austerity has been something that has been pursued by the Tory government since they got in in 2010, yeah. with George Osborne being the Chancellor, right? And David Cameron and Nick Clegg at the helm, yeah. you know? This isn't something new. This is systemic. This is something that has been a long-term policy pursued by this government and successive governments before them and this is the result people people have never seen it this bad like, but do you think people will forget about things that happened during covid or things that happened like they raised the tuition fees like triple yeah. like, they tripled it or do you think people will actually remember oh you know boris johnson was terrible during covid19 um you know, we didn't elect Rishi Sunak or this trust. It was more the Conservative members. Do, pe- do you think that people actually think about this stuff? Or do you think, ah, uh, you know what, we're comfortable with them? Well, I'm yeah. not comfortable with them, but some people might think oh, I'm comfortable with them. Also, people also believe that, you know, no, the, both parties are the same in that sense. Because yeah. Yeah, I get people, that I'm on the doorstep, yeah. Yeah, um, the smaller parties do not have a chance. It's either going to be Conservative or Labour. So, like, you hear people say it, like, that's but then you have to think about what is the less evil party in that sense yeah because I do understand that um what's it called people they do kind of forget things quite quickly yeah I do think we're at a really important or like monumental sort of time in our Yeah. yeah era like in our politics in that people have never seen things this bad this is worse than like the winter of discontent especially with the strikes like that the strikes yeah this is like unprecedented levels of strikes you know like when I knock on the doors and I'm speaking to like elderly people in their 80s all right these are people that have seen they've gone through life you know they're in their 80s telling me they have never seen things this bad I think that at the next general election it's not going to be easy for people to forget when their pockets are literally hurting. Cost yeah. of living crisis is impacting everybody, some more than others, of course. Yeah. But I think the level of just the gap in wealth and just the inequality within British Do you think society, the inequality gap between the rich and poor is actually increasing? It's widening. It's only getting yeah. bigger. And I think people are really starting to feel that now. And so I do think that at the next general election, it is also about reminding people, okay, 
yeah things may because maybe in two years time in a year's time we might be in a better space but it's about reminding people okay but don't forget the don't years, forget 14 you know, 15 years of conservative years. government don't get complacent you know and it's just about reminding people of that however i don't think people are going to need too much reminding because mm. the kind of era that we're in now it's um it's, it's quite worrying as a young person as well i think it's not yeah. fair especially now we're like 18 19 we're getting into young adulthood and it's not easy at all especially Our like very difficult especially with like you know cost of inflation yeah. um how we're gonna buy our own first property Obviously. or we have to live like or you have to wait until you're 35 or you have to be yeah. rented yeah yeah and it's like everything's so expensive but what are we individually supposed to do if our because salaries are not matching to you know like cost of living you know that's a massive issue like they want to i heard that yeah they're giving nurses a pay rise Mm. of like six which equates to about six pounds a month so the price of like a mcdonald's meal big mac meal is their idea of a pay rise when certain basic household household necessities are going up by like 150 percent right yeah the basic prices of things like milk egg bread like stuff like that going up by such insane amounts of money and yet you think giving someone a pay increase of a mcdonald's medium meal is gonna somehow manage that or combat that it's insane and just inflation is at an all-time high and the economic state that Britain is in is it's really scary it's really frightening and it's really worrying for a lot of families yeah and you know you're talking about the whole six pound you can also compare doctors uh, wages they earning mm. literally a pound less or more than prep prep coffee workers prep. as well like 14 pound mm. an hour and then I see tweets all the time online every day oh you're wondering why we're going strikes and then they post their pay slips as to why mm. like they're not because doctors they go through six years plus of education obviously and obviously you have to your grades has to be on top of it you have to be on top of everything and just to be paid because it is a high school job and um I studied economics it makes sense like how more elastic in demand like they need to get paid more so that's why they're striking yeah definitely I do think that if you're going to go through, what, six, seven years of university education, yeah. medical school... Especially with the tuition fees back, as well. tuition fees that you're going to have to pay back. Yeah. It's just insane. And I just think we were clapping for nurses and doctors and, like, key Those claps didn't mean anything. Classes. I yeah. genuinely don't think... Yeah, maybe it boosts the morality. It boosts the morality of the government. I oh, genuinely... Did... Special. Yeah, because I feel like the claps, okay, but why don't why don't you you're telling us to clap, but why don't you actually do something about their the wages they're living? Yeah, to actually yeah. improve their standard of nurses living. Nurses earn like no nurses work crazy hours as well yeah. and just to be paid peanuts. My mum's a nurse and so I see the way that she works. Yeah. Day in, day out. And the NHS is held up by people like her, you know, by the nurses, by the exactly. doctors, by the cleaners, by the porters, by all the people Everyone. who make the NHS what it is. And it's just, that's why I, I fully support the strikers and what they're doing, even yeah. university lecturers as well. Yeah. And teachers, you know, uh, my whole first year, it has been a... Crazy, been, yeah, I missed so much. Yeah, because of the strikes and yeah. whatnot. But I support them 100% because these people deserve a wage that they can live off mm. comfortably. They don't deserve to be, you know, relying on food banks, some of these, you exactly. know, public sector workers. Especially when they're not 
claiming any benefits or universal credit yeah, or anything like that they're, they're exactly they're working class people yet we're all struggling to it's really, you know it's just enough. exactly and i think that's they really don't care for the working class and those who really got us through the pandemic especially i just think they're being just held in contempt almost mm. like it's just it's so disgusting sometimes to just see the way in which they're treated and it's, how the government and these people in especially how the people, government broke their own laws as well yeah that party gate and then they like they don't ex they don't like what's the word you know they're like not accountable they don't feel, they feel yeah, like exactly it's accountability yeah yeah accountability and i just think that's a real problem in british politics and the reason why people are so apathetic and mm. how they're disillusioned because if these the people who are making the laws are breaking the laws it kind what of makes you expect we're going to keep the laws yeah exactly. why should the regular person what type of role models are you setting especially like like you said this is a key era and like we're growing up into this generation and like you want to get into politics i want to get into politics yeah. but there's so it's got there's so many barriers caused um like by them as well yeah. and it's like it's not helping how we're not there's no change in the government it's been 13 years it's been so long yeah exactly it's been so so long and i just think we do need a change yeah and obviously i'm from the labor party so you could take what i'm saying with how, how yeah. you want to take it but i i do think that we do really need a change in government and yeah. the labor party is offering plus that the labor change. party is the next best thing anyway because yeah. if you think about it they have they will have enough like seats yeah and they'll have enough but it's obviously it's just gonna have to do with like next year year after the upcoming obviously they're pro probably planning it now yeah, yeah so we just have to see we'll see how it goes but hoping for the best and you know the local elections and what's coming up now i'm just hoping for the best um yeah yeah well i'm rooting for you and good luck yeah i really hope you get it because you know what it's good to see fresh minds fresh people um you know I don't want to seem like rude but you know you look different as well yeah. compared to like especially where we live Essex like yeah, it's know. a whole blue county everyone, yeah it is it's, a, blue county, it's yeah. a blue county and like everyone's white or old yeah. like there's something they eat like I've not seen I think you're the first person I've like heard of who's young who's like yeah. my age actually and you know he's running for councillor because I remember seeing this and I was like oh my god this is actually really yeah. cool because um I had you on LinkedIn anyway so I kind of saw yeah. you were, like d doing stuff but when I saw you run for councillor I actually thought you know we need more people like that and yeah. and I think even if people just have a membership for their local party like it's three pound a year you know yeah. it's not expensive like I think if younger people get started now not yeah. now or when they're 15 16 then and if they they don't need to be actively active at least just keep up i think this goes yeah. for everyone actually just keep up with what's, what's going on especially locally because your local council can help you a lot yes there's so many problems we see on the news with some local councils but other times they don't post all the good stuff yeah that is going on and i think yeah. people do need to sometimes as I said, they just don't realise how much of a direct impact what goes on in local government actually yeah. has on them. And that's the message that I'm trying to push out to people. Mm. Yeah, well, I hope I help you. I'm going to help you push out this message. 
No, thank you. I appreciate it. Even yeah, having me on here is a start, honestly. Yeah. Like, amazing. I'm so happy to be here. And we've thank had a really good conversation. So. Yeah, I learned so much from you as well today. I've always learned. I love to learn. I yeah. think it's a really good thing to learn from others. And hopefully I taught you some things too. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you so much, Cece, for featuring on today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned. Bye. Bye. Thank you.